0: Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games, episode heart. number 55. I am joined by my co Liam Jones. Liam, every week we talk about AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. Uh, which was show of the week? Uh, it was um,
1: AEW. Uh, match of the week? Um, Young Bucks versus Top Flight.
0: Imagine if we literally just ended it right here. <laughs> Would be a tremendous bit. <laughs> I literally upload a 30 second podcast all right so you can
1: follow garrett at garrett kidney you can follow me at Larry- <laughs> follow Larry- counter at war
0: games pod if you would like more AEW podcast coverage in your podcasting feed you can listen to everything elite if you'd like more w television show coverage in your podcasting feed this is where Liam says why would you want w television show coverage
1: in <laughs> and
0: i'm like because jeff does a great job you can listen to shake them ropes thanks for listening and welcome to the show liam how are you doing by, oh, um, yeah. Adequate. Adequate is a decent state of being. It's better than bad. Not as good as good. Mm, it's
1: like the purgatory of being. People talk a lot of shit about purgatory. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's better than some of the alternatives.
0: Like being tortured in hell endlessly?
1: Yeah, like, I'm sure it's boring. <laughs> but, but, like, I actually, no, hmm. Garrett, here's my question. <laughs>
0: Fire away.
1: Would you, would you rather be tortured in hell for eternity or would you rather be in purgatory for eternity?
0: It depends what purgatory consists of.
1: It's a big white room and there is seats. Comfy seats
0: or just adequate seats?
1: Um, Yeah, middle of the road seats. I'd take purgatory. They are those wooden benches. You
0: can, so there's no you can cushioning. use the most valuable thing, Liam. You don't need things. You have your imagination. Oh, you've already gone crazy. You have, you're not even in purgatory and you've gone crazy. How long, legitimately, do you think an endless purgatory would take for you to go crazy?
1: I mean, at that point, time doesn't even exist. So immediately... Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: You're just slowly, quickly, quickly losing your mind? Probably quickly losing your mind. Because of the things you'd have to invent in your mind just to get to a, like, decent state of being. Well,
1: (laughs) do you get to gallivant around with other people in purgatory?
0: Well, that's a question, isn't it? If it's your own little contained purgatory.
1: Do you have to, like, do you get food, but it's all, like, very middling food? Yeah. (laughs) Is the only drink just water?
0: Yeah. Do you get to live in houses, or do you just sit on a bench all day? Just the bench. You also sleep on the bench, which is... Do you sleep? I don't know. Sleep is a, is a sleeper... It depends what your relationship with sleep is, I guess, whether or not that's a In rewarding every activity. In depiction
1: of purgatory I've ever seen, mm-hmm. it's always been, like, very bright.
0: <laughs> what are you basing this on?
1: I don't know.
0: What depictions of purgatory have you seen?
1: I don't... I can't name them. I can name what they looked like, and it was just a big
0: white room. The only depiction of purgatory that comes to mind for me is the one from The Good Place. Mm. Which is just a house in the middle of nowhere.
1: I was going for, like, the more classical, like, it's a a waiting bay, essentially.
0: So it's just, like, a big white void with Mm. a bench.
1: Yeah. With, like... But, like, that's the question. It's a big DMV. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And people just keep coming in. Do you have to stand in line Once a
0: millennia, someone leaves. How do they get out? What's the process? Uh, That's...
1: (laughs) That's above my pay grade, mate.
0: Nah, you're not the ideas guy here.
1: I'm just, like... I'm not making those decisions. That's a very important decision for whatever deities are in charge...
0: Speaking of purgatory, every think... week we, we no, review WWE. No, it's a good God... It was a good segue. No. You ruined you a think... good segue. Let it me... was a perfectly I, I good have segue a to the purgatory that is, that is stuck watching this stupid NXT show long after upon. it was good. And we're stuck here forever reviewing the show until the end of time. Go, expand on your thought. I was going to say, do you reckon like Satan, Lucifer,
1: Beelzebub, and um the big g-man do you reckon they like
0: draft people from purgatory this is this is a of course this is where your brain would go it's like i would like to be a god solely so i can do drafting from purgatory
1: yeah but like do you go all right i want steve lemon because he had a puppy and he treated it nice
0: so i'm gonna draft him but like wouldn't but the uh, the draft wouldn't really work though would it? what what cuz like god and and old d man would want two very different sets of people so that it's not like they'd be competing over anybody
1: i think they just want the best of the best but like but no hell people want the worst of the worst no they don't yeah, they just I mean, want a, the, no the, no you fool like there's plenty of good people who have. <laughs> like i'm acting like it's real um <laughs> <laughs> Liam knows he's going to hell, okay? There's plenty of good people in hell, alright? Hell is just a place where if you've done some bad... Like, let's be real, if we're going to take like, in the literal sense, if you've done one bad thing in your life and you don't repent, you've, you've gone to hell.
0: Would you like to repent right now, Liam? Bless me, Never. Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> is this... I don't know if I can do a confession over the internet. It has been approximately uh, 16 years since my last confession, give or take. <laughs>
1: Um, oh yeah, you got that Irish, like, Catholic guilt.
0: Which naturally that's, comes with the territory, yeah. I was gonna say,
1: that's like the realist version.
0: I'm a fully communed and confirmed Catholic. I'm going to heaven. I got in the door.
1: I, uh, I got baptized in grade one for free stuff, so I'm going, baby.
0: Yeah, I've been baptized, I've been confirmed, I've been, I've, I've had First Holy Communion. God got, clearly loves me. I haven't seen him I, since, mind you, but... <laughs>
1: I got uh Yu Gi Oh cards for my baptism. When did you get baptized? Uh grade one as soon as I found out that they were gonna give me free stuff.
0: But what age is grade one and you're uh seven? You get baptized at seven?
1: You can get baptized at any age. I know, but like why do you wait until you're seven? Well because I didn't care about it and I did it to purely for personal gain. Oh, God will strike you down. <laughs> nah he has to he like me. that's thief. the rules.
0: That's the rules Yeah, I was probably baptised when I was, like, six months old or whatever. Wow. Long. Like, again, getting in the door with Big G-Man very early, just in case. I don't
1: think... (laughs) I don't think that he really cares that much.
0: But I I am a man of his faith, despite never practising his faith.
1: I went to a Lutheran school for 11 years.
0: Did you learn all about Big God?
1: Yep. Made me into a staunch (laughs) non-believer.
0: Oh, you're the rebellious, questioning authority kind of one, aren't you?
1: uh, I mean, I don't think I know... I know, like, three people that left that schooling system believing in, in God.
0: You're, like, one of those people, if God's real, why is there war?
1: Uh, if, uh, if God's real, yeah. Uh, why do people starve? <laughs> Checkmate.
0: Because Eighties. those people have not... They have sinned against the world. They have not been good enough believers, uh, obviously, Liam.
1: Those children... <laughs> not follow the faith of, of the Lord God and our bad? Savior Is Jesus Christ. Is this conversation going to like <laughs> annoy people?
0: I tried to do a wonderful segue onto talking about AEW and NXT and then you're like, "Jesus, man, what's
1: going on with him?" Jesus, man. So every week, talking... week nope. We up. talk we're talking... no this will this will go into it. It's fine. About AEW. <laughs> <AW laughs> so in the faithless... DMs, Faithless we, fool, we, we, talk about we, AEW and NXT. In the DMs, uh-huh. we were talking about how like this podcast structure was completely destroyed by the fact that one of the shows was so clearly worse than the other. Hey,
0: come back as any day now. NXT is gonna be good again. <laughs> but
1: it's like we didn't like
0: calculate that possibility at any point We it.
1: It's like yeah, they'll be about the same level the whole time. NXT has been winning
0: more in recent months than it did before recent. Yeah, but months. it's
1: so clearly like comparing, I don't know, some like local mum and pop shop to like a corporation. You know what I mean? Like one just feels like a big deal
0: and the other doesn't at all. That is your bias. Your bias is coming through, and it it's is not my bias. It's rooting your objective observations on NXT. We have
1: (laughs) fifty-four polls that are in my side.
0: Yeah, there was that one though. (laughs) That Impact one? No, the Christmas one. that NXT actually won. Wow. See, clearly they can only win on the Christmas episodes. Yeah, we're coming up on it. NXT's big moment. Right? Actually, no. I'm going to lobby. Hello, listeners. I'm Garrett. This is biased. Your podcast (laughs) on the Christmas episode. This is literally biased. I would like you to vote for NXT in the poll. I don't care what the shows are like. I don't care what the difference between the shows are like. This is bullshit. This is some shit. Please, on the Christmas episode, vote for NXT. Roughly seven minutes after saying I was biased. I am campaigning for NXT. I think they deserve this one. They worked hard for it. This is
1: literal voter fraud.
0: Your voter fraud. damn. I have been owned thoroughly. Owned in every way one can be owned. Every week. We talk about <laughs> AEW Dynamite and WWNXT, AEW won last week, so we shall talk about AEW Dynamite this week, which opened with the Young Bucks against Top Flight in Liam's match of the week, as we already revealed in the intro. Wow. Liam talk about it.
1: Um this was a Bucks fun TV match that we used to be able to rave about when AEW was but a twinkle in our eyes before they decided that every one of their matches needed to be roughly three minutes too long. Every um,
0: single Young Bucks television match should be exactly this, 8 minutes and 45 seconds. It should be exactly 8 minutes and 45 seconds every single time, Young Bucks. That's that's the new edict. You should stick by this.
1: They did a bunch of cool moves. They made Top Flight look really good, I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. And I thought Top Flight looked good, really good on their own merit as well.
1: Yeah, but I'm also saying, like, they gave them the opportunity to. They could have eaten them up, let's be real. You know what it actually um...
0: reminded me of? Because I've been skimming through the Young Bucks book. It reminded me of the Young Bucks TV matches with the guns in TNA.
1: I think that was probably, like, pretty purposeful.
0: Yeah, it's the same match. The Young Bucks are in the guns role, Top Fighter in the Young Bucks role. This is the future. Maybe maybe Top Flight will be the team that we kind of always hope Private Party would be, but it still hasn't really happened. See,
1: that's what I'm... I'm curious if, like, long-term that becomes, like, the rivalry. If, like... I assume AEW are are trying to sign them, or have already, right? Like...
0: You don't give them this match against the Young Bucks unless they're signed, right? You don't Ben Carter this shit again, right? (laughs) But even Ben Carter only got as far as the fake Dynamite that was on, like, hours off after the basketball. But it was clear that they wanted the dude and
1: they were starting something with him before they even signed them. So I'm I'm hoping they don't make that mistake and they actually get these guys under contract.
0: Yeah, you'd hope they've learned their lesson and they do not give people competitive matches against the Young Bucks without yet signing a contract.
1: It would be really cool to see Private Party and Top Flight like, kind of mirror each other and kind of take that, like, young gun tag team rivalry role
0: and be like the the generational rivalry of our what's the name of this company aw
1: (laughs) but yeah i I just i don't think we've seen something like that in a while because there's really never been that opportunity because one company the one company that could really do it doesn't care about that (laughs) i guess you kind of get it in new japan
0: Private Party are really the only newish tag team. The only unestablished tag team really in AEW right now, aren't they? Am I missing anybody? Uh, as far as,
1: like, young teams?
0: Yeah, as far as, like, a, a new team who are really getting exposure for the, the first acc- time. The
1: Acclaimed? Is that what they called?
0: But they're still dark. They haven't been promoted yet. They don't count. But they have been signed, so I guess they do count. But still. That's why I said them... <laughs> They have yet to feature in Dynamite. They don't count. They're still on Dark where I don't have to realise they exist.
1: I don't think there's anyone else. Like, Private Party were really the role, that role for the yeah. first year of AEW. And, like, hopefully, like, you know, uh, Top Flight signing and Top Flight getting a position like this kind of makes Private Party go, oh, shit, maybe we got to step up our game a little bit to make sure that we don't get overtaken by this new young hotness.
0: Yeah competition's always good for everybody mm. you're not the de facto good young team anymore
1: exactly like you, and you're gonna have to you know i like I, I think i'm a little higher on private party than you
0: have been i especially am recently inconsistent on private party i think I, I i will admit i've soured more on private party than i used to
1: yeah but um
0: they don't really excite me anymore
1: that's fair i think. But I know, it's, it's weird. Like, they have so many people in this tag division, but the fact that they only ever do, like, one tag feud <laughs> kind of sours it a little bit, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, these, like both of these teams should be working like programs with the Lucha Bros, because that's where they get better, or programs with Santana Ortiz, because that's where they get better, but all those Santana teams Santana Ortiz
1: just... have been completely mismanaged, right?
0: Oh, it's so... Like, like we're going to talk about the Hangover skits, but when Santana and Ortiz were just doing goofy comedy again and the freaking dopey 11-year-old movie skits, <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, Please, please do something with them.
1: Like... Uh... Like, I know you don't watch Dark, but at the very least, you could be running, like, stories on Dark, you know what I mean? Like, not every match has to be a squash. You mm. could be doing a feud on Dark with Santana Ortiz and Private Party, or Santana Ortiz and Top Flight now, you know? Like, they don't just have to have matches with people.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, God, they're... they're like, as I said, when I saw that segment, they're just doing goofs, and I'm just like, God damn They did damn it.
1: cocaine.
0: And Conan was there. He should have slapped him back into shape. <laughs> no, he just got high as fuck. He should not have been able to recognize what the, what his what his old protégés have become in this AEW. What have they become? They are truly the Judas in their mind. Let's move on to that, because it's next. The, the first mm. of, was there two? It was two, was wasn't two. it? Two uh, Vegas scenes where they did some hangover skits.
1: Yeah, I didn't mind these. I thought they were entertaining enough,
0: but... I didn't need a second one. Like,
1: I feel like you could have condensed it all into one segment. Mm. <laughs> um, I thought it was alright, you know? It was better than some of the other skits that they've done. The Conan cameo and the Elvis cameo and Elvis joining the inner circle. There was some fun bits in it. It was, um... I started uh, doing, like, a bit of <laughs> dishes. <laughs> I started doing the dishes while watching this segment, and it was a good background for that, so...
0: Oh, there you go. I, I, like, I'm not offended by it, but I didn't think it was particularly funny or interesting either. It was television.
1: It is funny that, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you know what, what's
0: the most relevant thing we can reference? It's like full Vince McMahon just being, like, Vince completely out of touch. you referencing movies years after they happened because he probably caught them on cable or something. (laughs) It's like the hangover, that's it.
1: And, like, the thing is, you really couldn't have done some sort of Tyson thing Considering, considering he was yeah he was in the Hangover
0: yeah God damn it,
1: <laughs> I think that was like most people watching this that was their expected payoff to this <laughs> was yeah, they were going to at least reference that. some Tyson stuff with Jericho,
0: at least gotten a tiger you got a Swoggle cameo what more do you want,
1: <laughs> and yeah there was a couple of fun moments but nothing nothing crazy you know what I mean it I wasn't enjoyed... even particularly
0: like character revelatory either it was just skits
1: yeah. But that's the thing. I don't think it was... I don't think it's meant to be telling you too much about... The, I think the thing that we're trying to get across here is that MJF does actually like the inner circle guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point that's trying to... And that Sammy legitimately hates him.
0: Good. Team Sammy. But,
1: um... Yeah. It was eight.
0: You know. John Moxley cut a promo on which he revealed that Renee is pregnant. Uh... But we will not mention this promo. Yes, we will How move on. How dare he? We will respect their privacy. Orange Cassidy defeated Kip Sabian in a, an interminably long match. This match was... God, this was so long. I was like, why is this match still going? And like, the, the thing about it is, like, I, I can't remember a single thing from
1: it either. No, I really
0: can't. I, no, the only thing I remember was Miro getting very mad at him putting his foot in the rope. That's the only thing I remember yeah. from this match. And then Mira came in and hit a hell of a clothesline and killed Orange Cassidy. Uh, my favourite part of the foot in the rope bit was, like, J.R. being like, Tony, we gotta remember this. You know what to do with this, right, Tony? Because, like, obviously Mira will put his foot in the rope in the future and they'll go, What a hypocrite! Bah! But mm. J.R. literally in real time being like, Oh, we gotta remember this, Tony, don't forget this! Maybe the payoff tag will be fun. Keeping, like, for the entirety of all of these freaking inner circle, not inner circle, all these best friends and Miro skits, it's like, maybe the next thing they do will be good. The trade match was good. I guess.
1: Ah uh, man, I just like it more when they talk about gaming.
0: They should play each other in Fortnite. They
1: should, no, they play Warzone, Garrett. Sorry, I'm so lore. sorry. They should, um, reveal Miro and Kip Sabian's votes for the Game Awards.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope they yeah. get votes, yeah. They should be part of the jury. AEW should get a vote. AW <laughs> games. What do you think Miro and Kip Sabian would vote for in Game of the Year? Probably they'd be like, no, Among Us wasn't even out this year. That was out in 2018.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I would say right now, Orange Cassidy would vote for Hades.
0: <laughs> yes, it is Game of the Year. That is the official Wednesday War Games Game of the Year. I don't wait. I don't think you get to make the decision. For, uh, fine. Um, would you do what would you be your Game of the Year right now, Liam? Is it like? I don't know the. Um nominees. We don't obey the game awards nominees. You can pick whatever you want.
1: Ah, uh, game of the year. What came out this year? What have I played? Ah, uh, it'd be Ghost of Tsushima, probably. Boring open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kip and <laughs> Miro would just vote <laughs> for Warzone, even though the game didn't come out this year. I think they just assume
0: it did. <laughs> no, they feel like Animal Crossing voters to me.
1: Nah, they're two dude growies.
0: I don't know, I think Kip secretly has a very fancy Animal Crossing island.
1: Yeah, I believe that, but Miro definitely only plays first-person.
0: Miro has an Animal Crossing person who is dressed in Gucci.
1: How would all, though.
0: Their entire house is Bulgarian-based.
1: Well, this is a really good review of this match.
0: Listen, this review has probably gone on as long as this match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony did a contract signing with Kenny Omega, but... John Moxley had been attacked! this was lame this was bad Uh, a couple of notes first Kenny Omega has in fact added he is a wrestling observer hall of famer to his entrance Mm -hmm. as he should Uh, the match is now being billed as winter is coming the Game of Thrones reference, which is apparently being officially licensed from Warner Media I'm like okay
1: I mean it's cool I guess do what you do what you do
0: but again like that's the Game of Thrones catchphrase from like six years ago (laughs) you know
1: I don't watch Game of Thrones so I don't know
0: it would be one... Th- it's like it's The a Hangover. It's cool show name. Uh, well, it's still called AEW Dynamite. It's just... It's a tagline for a show. It's not a show name. I
1: thought they were calling the actual show Winter is Coming.
0: More than, I thought it was more like, oh, the Winter is Coming episode of Dynamite. But that's still a Dynamite. It's not...
1: Well, yeah, but it's like the same way they, they call it, like, you know, that was the Blood and Guts episode of
0: Dynamite. Yeah, but those ones are branded as Bash at the Beach. But I think this one is just AEW Dynamite, Winter is Coming. It's just like a slogan. I don't know. It's... It's... You
1: know, it's a classic dynamite fake pay per view. Mm hmm. But yeah, I think it's a cool name.
0: Do, 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 do.
1: Just get, your, get up on your cultural references. That's all I'm saying. Is Kenneth going to use a, like, come out in a big, like, suit of armor or some shit? He's going to d-
0: d- dress as the Night King. I, I know what that is. You watched, like, four episodes of Game of Thrones or something, didn't you? I watched one episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, weren't you in to watch it with your roommate or something at one stage?
1: Um, yeah, and then they didn't watch whatever I told them to watch. <laughs> so I was like, fuck
0: you. We had the second Vegas skit. It was worse than the first. Sure was. Which brought us into pack defeating the Blade.
1: I just want to say that the, I thought the Kenny Omega, John Moxley segment was like really bad looking and came off really low rent. Why? <sighs> I, it was the mock stuff. It was the backstage like, oh, we have an altercation. It looks. Like, it just looked really
0: bad to me. I'm per- currently playing SmackDown 2 for a video review that will go up tomorrow because it's the 20th anniversary of the game. It'll actually go up before this podcast. So by the time you listen to this podcast, you can go to youtube.com slash watch my retrospective of SmackDown 2. Uh, but the stories mode in that game is like half of it is just like so-and-so randomly attacked backstage. Do-do-do-do. Michael Cole shrugs. That's basically what this segment was.
1: Yeah. It was, I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of shitty but that's it, I guess. It was, it, I guess it was because I was kind of excited to see them both cut promos on each other, and then it was just like, haha, nope. Think The best part about it was Kenny's pen not working. Who attacked him, Liam? Um, it was K- Kenny Omega. <laughs> it was Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Whoa, forbidden door. Wait, who's, it was Kenta. <laughs> Jay White. No, because Kenta's the one facing Mox. <laughs> it was Bushi. He put Mox's head through the briefcase,
0: yeah, Pack defeated the but or the blade, even the other one baldy. they're both kind of bald. Uh, another good showing for the blade this week after two after the the freaking bunkhouse match last week.
1: yeah uh, Shoutouts to him for like having another match like the week after <laughs> yeah because he bled buckets
0: probably maybe he could have been given a week off. I mean,
1: you could have at least they must not trust the butcher <laughs> in a single's match <laughs> cuz it's always the blade.
0: But he did the match against Mox.
1: Did I oh, did. I take it all back.
0: So the butcher is clearly the the world title contender that they want to protect as opposed to the blade who is disposable. <laughs> always dispose of
1: your blades properly.
0: That's true. You should do that. Never dispose of your butchers. That's true. You need meat. Good match, I thought. Solid. Yeah, match. It
1: was I thought it was, you know, at a It's a little boring. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. I really liked a lot of the angles and stuff in this show, but the Mm. matches just were kind of meh besides the Young Bucks tag.
0: Mm. Speaking of angles, after the match, uh, the Butcher of the Blade and Kingston beat up Park before the Lucha Bros made the save and Death Triangle is back together. I also thought this was kind of bad... (laughs) I thought that, like, the and it's funny that they do, like, the, the, they did the same segment twice, but in reverse. Because here, like, yeah. Penta came out, he was at the chair, he was going to attack them. No, he saved the extra the angle And then in the main event, Will Hobbs comes out, he has the chair. No, he turned, it's like, it's the same angle, just the different outcome. I think this kind of, like, stunk because he didn't actually hit anyone with the chair. Yeah. Which
1: made it look, like, super awkward. And I thought it was a real interesting decision to do these two big turns in front of, like, the taped, tired, less people crowd. Mm. Like, why would, you, should, you probably could have just saved these until you had the fresh crowd the next week.
0: And again, not done both of them on the same show in pretty much the exact same way.
1: I don't necessarily mind that, but it's... I, you know, you've got to have a
0: crowd that's hot for it. Hmm, a bit of variety? You know, look at your book and sheet and go, oh, wait, we booked the same angles twice. No. Cody booked the main, Kenny booked this? <laughs> Backstage turmoil. Uh, Jade Cargill attacked Brandy. <laughs> this is <was> stupid. <laughs> this is really bad.
1: You really don't like the show, do you Liam? Oh, these it just comes across as so low rent. <laughs> uh, Mr.
0: Liam, I like the angles on the show. Liam, what do <laughs> you think of these angles on the show?
1: They're so bad. <laughs> okay, there was it was a run, it was a bad run of two in a row, right? I thought <laughs> like Jade's stomp looked like complete shit. <laughs> I thought Vicky, like, palming off the refs, like, "Oh, don't come through, Ooh, also looked like complete shit.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying. <laughs> right, we'll go to something that I thought we'll just, we'll move on. Serena, D even Thunder Rosa, I thought they had a good match. even though yeah, I, thought I like the this ang- match. Yeah, there we it go. It was good. <laughs> this, you see, this is where I point to where people are like, women's division, you can't do it. And, like, these two had a really good match. Now, imagine if you gave people a reason to care about them having a really good match. That's the next step, and it's really not that hard. Thunder Rosa went up and mean-mugged her at the (laughs)
1: pay-per-view.
0: Yes, that is the... But that's the extent of the character development of all of these women. They just face off, they have their match, they all move on. They did nothing deeper. Mm.
1: I did like the Rosa Britt stuff, though, and I'm actually excited for that match, which
0: is cool. And it got a reaction. I was about to say, I think that post-match pull-apart was the best women's angle in AEW history.
1: Well, the crowd certainly would agree with you. They were actually fired up for it, which I thought was cool.
0: It felt like something, for the first time in their women's division, which they have just given no attention to whatsoever, it felt like something that had a bit of juice it's just it's not just you wrestle you move on you get in the face of you move on you attack you to set up you move on it's like no this is actually an angle it felt a little hot even though I thought the running spot was kind of sucked during the match but anyway it's also not for the title (laughs) which is always nice but also what are they doing with Cheetos that's true. You can't have but you can't have two women segments on the same show Liam, it's not allowed. Is your woman's champion?
1: I think what uh, we all know what happened is unfortunately they put all of their eggs in the Joshi basket and then a worldwide pandemic stopped them from getting all of the Joshi wrestlers.
0: But the, you see, I would accept that if all those character development problems didn't also exist in the first days of Dynamite. They probably had better matches, but they still didn't flesh out the division.
1: Although, you are right because of the whole, um... Uh, why am I blanking? Riho. Who did Riho face on the first
0: show? Was it Emi Sakura? Yeah.
1: Where, like, they had that first... Which was, like, a really good match, actually. I really enjoyed that. But, like, they had a story there and they just chose not to
0: tell it. Yeah. They're, like... There are other stories on the show. And, like it always seems like it's the women's matches that that happens to. If it happened to once in a blue moon, you know, it's like not every pay-per-view is going to have this big home run angle, but none of these pay-per-views have any big home run angle. And that stage, you're just like, you're not even trying. I was going to say, I guess the only one
1: ever that got close was probably the first Sheeta-Nyla match. Yeah. When they had the the No DQ match, which was like the second best match on that show too. Mm. So it can happen. It can work. <laughs> Just just try.
0: Just try to do it. That's all we're looking for.
1: Maybe. I'm just hoping that, you know, when they do enter this third hour, like, big quotation marks, that, like, (laughs) they can dedicate more than another 15 minutes to the women. They won't. (sighs) Maybe maybe we just need one of, like, the women to get really over, (laughs) and then they'll start focusing on it.
0: But the problem is, none of them are being pushed enough to get really over. It would be a complete fluke.
1: Well, maybe this Thunder Rosa-Brit Baker feud will be the start of it.
0: Maybe it will be. And, like, Brit is the shining example of someone they actually put time into character development and then she does an angle like this and the crowd responds to it. I
1: to say, because Brit actually is over. <laughs> because they let her talk every week. Yeah. It's not hard. Or maybe, Garrett, the person who will save this division will be Anna J.
0: Uh, I'm reading this and I don't remember this segment. <laughs> Do you not? No. I do. It was um John
1: Silver was kinda just hyping up Anna Jay as Sheeta's opponent because Brody Lee forced Tony Khan to make the title match. And John no. Silver is like a little weird pervert guy who like screams now. I don't remember it at all.
0: Like legitimately no memory of it happening. Yeah. Am I just blacking out? Is that what's Maybe. happening here? <laughs> Were you falling asleep? <laughs> it might have been a good chance. Was I doing something while watching the show? I don't remember. Uh, main event, Brian Cage and well, we Ricky Uh Do we have next week? What is next week? Next week
1: we have Hikaru oh, Shida yeah. versus Anna J for the AEW Women's Championship. Pac and Ray Phoenix teaming up against the Butcher and the Blade, not getting a week off again. Will Hobbs is going to wrestle, and Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus SEU and probably your main event. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: speaking of tag team main events uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks defeated Darby Allin and Cody Rhodes in a perfectly acceptable forgettable yeah, match yeah this was
1: a decent little match that had a cool finish
0: uh, oh yeah the Avalanche well, that's a wild finish to break out for a TV tag by the way I was gonna say if you're gonna do it you could at least do it in the Darby singles match as well as uh, if they're doing the Darby singles match Darby is probably winning so you might as well break it out in the TV tag I guess yeah
1: the match is kind of nothing, I guess Like the real talking point is the angle after mm-hmm. which, you know, as we said, you, Darby was very rude for not letting Will Hobbs actually think about his answer, and it came back to bite him in the ass I would have liked some
0: more development in the weeks between about that I think they wanted the shock though uh, but the shock value is bad in wrestling, it usually just leads to short-handed storytelling <laughs> Sure,
1: but I will give them credit. I thought this angle was really good. I thought it. I thought um the thing that's like problem with these turn angles is normally the person just waits around too long to do the thing.
0: Mm Mhm.
1: But like Hobbs held the belt up. Cody went up to him and he immediately swung it around and laid him out. So I thought that was really good. Um, I like Team Taz, especially with Will Hobbs on the team.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was well executed. But I, I do think like that segment where Darby didn't let him answer was like two months ago. Yeah. You know? And the steps between then, I don't think I've actually felt like it was even, like, teasing this.
1: I was going to say, no, like, it, it was purely, like, to do the swerve. Because every other interaction they've had, Hobbs was just legitimately saving
0: Darby. Yeah. So I don't I don't like things... That's Vince Russo shite, just doing it to do the swerve. People are yeah. shocked, bro, because, you know, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> that's the reason people are shocked.
1: But like you said, execution was well of maybe a fumbled... Uh, walk there, you know what I mean? Mm.
0: But yeah, that's a cool stable. Yeah. I hope they don't do the same thing they've done with them for the last two pay-per-view cycles where they have feuds that don't go anywhere. Hopefully this is the actual moment Team Taz is a thing that's actually doing something meaningful on this show.
1: Okay, this is weird, right? Because I assumed that they were going to go with Cage Darby. Mm-hmm. But now it feels more like they're going to go with Cody Cage. Yeah. But then they had Cage pin Darby.
0: Yeah, but then you had Hobbs do the turn. So is it Cody and Hobbs?
1: Maybe, but like I felt like you were gonna do Starks Derby this whole time. I thought that was gonna be like they're gonna get like a big TNT title main event or something.
0: No, there's, they got a TV match a while back. That's a
1: <laughs> I guess, but I you know it still feels like that's where they were going.
0: It does. Like the, the team Taz stuff. I, I like them as a group. I think Taz has cut good promos, but the actual like their presence on the show has been just so scatterbrained. It's like, yeah. it just zigzags all over the place with no payoffs.
1: They need to be more concise with where they're going with it a little bit. Mm. It's just a little out there throwing stuff against the wall, I think. Like how, do you think they were planning this Hobbs turn the whole time?
0: Like they did lay that seed for where he didn't answer Darby like two months ago. So I think that was, the best, like, I don't think they did anything in between then to continue to build to it. But they did like lay they that seed two months They actively did the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know, but it it annoys me that we have to have these kind of discussions about AEW because I wish it was just a concise company that made sense. Yeah, <laughs> cuz that's that can... literally that was literally the lowest
0: bar I had for this company was <laughs> can it make sense, please? And like the problem is it makes usually like 75% sense. You know, it nearly gets there, but it's that little bit that it's the bits that don't make sense that are just really, like, kind of irksome. It's like, yeah. God, like, just put the little pieces together and it all clicks into place if you just put a little more time and thought into it. That's what we said the whole time. If you just took, like,
1: the tiniest bit of extra thought and put it into each segment, it'd be so much better. Instead of just, like, all right, here's the idea. Let's do that idea. It's like, no, maybe we, we take an hour, <laughs> we think about that idea a bit more, and we work out the different levels to it. Because yeah. wrestling is allowed to have multiple levels, it doesn't need to just be the basic idea. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, we have su- like we've been saying this for a while now, but it's like we have such a low barometer for what's good at storytelling in wrestling. We, really we can do. hold it to the same standards of other mediums.
0: Like still to this day, people are in awe of psychology of like he worked the arm, he worked the arm the finish at exactly. the arm That's... being hurt.
1: We we have like whole subsects of Twitter that like orgasm every time someone works a knee. Yeah. And then it's actually sold properly. Because there's so many times where things like that are just overlooked. It's like... I get... I, I get why, I guess. Because, you know, it's different people. It's hard to hold... There's a lower, stand, lo- a lower standard of entry. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the performers, mm. I guess. Like, an actor generally has to be a pretty good actor to be in some sort of, like, major film. But, like... A regular athletic dude can end up in a major company. I suppose, then again, that's the that's the jobs of the road agents. That's the jobs of the people backstage. That's your Arn Anderson's and your Dean Malinko's. They should be making up for those young uh, talents who don't know those kind of things.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Mm.
1: It's <sighs> Wrestling's such a weird business.
0: And it, like, like, when you consider how much wrestling is made and how much of it is actively not very good, it kind of blows your mind.
1: Has it always been this way? <laughs> and we just, like, had different perspectives? Maybe? I don't know. Like, were there, like, mid-twenties dudes as, like, perplexed by the state of wrestling <laughs> 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, definitely there was. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago?
0: Probably was. And we're all like, just just connect those little dots. It's not that hard. Just try a little <laughs> harder here. It's It'll work out. It'll all be better. I'm sure there was some early 2000s forum posts
1: saying the exact same things. Yeah. That's dynamite. A show I think we kind of shat on,
0: even though I don't think it was actually a particularly bad show. Yeah, this
1: is like the NXT special, whereas like, (laughs) we kind of shit on it, but I was kind of like, pretty into it. (laughs) Although, there was a lot of times where I thought this show dragged and was pretty boring.
0: Mm. There was a lot of times where I was looking at my phone. (laughs) Maybe that's why I forgot the Anna J segment. (laughs) (laughs) NXT! Opened with Leon Ruff. I was gonna say, a show that I actually thought was pretty good. (laughs) I thought it was an above-average episode of NXT which opened with Leon Ruff against Donnie Gargano, which I hated the finish of, but they redeemed later in the real show. Leon Ruff's good though, isn't he? He is. He's great. Which is, he's just a... push him. Just push him. Get rid of the nonsense. Well, I, think,
1: I think in their weird roundabout NXT way, they are. I could see it paying off well, mm-hmm. especially if they do the triple threat. And what I kind of think is going to happen is like Priest lays out Gar- Gar- Gargano, then Leon will like throw him out the ring and pin Gargano. And we'll start getting like, He's more, because se- like, I think they did a good job of making Leon up more serious on this episode.
0: I zigzagged a lot because like this I didn't like at all. Because the thing w- w- what really annoyed me about the finish of this match was that because if, in case people didn't watch NXT, because I believe our listeners don't watch NXT, uh, the, the finish was Damian Priest pulled Leon Ruff out of the ring, punched Leon Ruff so that Ruff would get disqualified or yeah, Gargano uh, would get disqualified and Ruff would retain the championship. But the commentary were like, and it's another great night of celebration for Leon Ruff, even though he just got his ass kicked. You can't, you can't, ho- you can't hold commentary against the wrestlers. You know
1: what I mean? That's like, true. Like, commentary in timidly has always been trash and always will be.
0: But they're pretty, he's produced this day. And then, like, later in the show, when they had the backstage pre-tape, where, like, uh, Damien Priest was being kind of condescending and a jerk, and Ruff stood up to him. I was like, oh, 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 and then later in the show again, when they had the segment where Ruff, like, cartoonishly did a series of, like, Home Alone reversals to get the better of Damien Priest and her out. I thought that was good,
1: but it, because, like, Leon is a smaller dude. He's not going to go in there and just knock them both out. Like, it, it makes sense for how he wrestles for him to be avoiding the two bigger dudes and throwing them into each other. And I also think it makes a lot of sense when they both turn their attention to him and slide in that he makes his escape then. Because why would he stand there and just get beat up by the two dudes who are more accomplished, higher level and will beat him up?
0: I would agree if when he didn't when he came to the ring he didn't do the like, oh gee, shucks, I'm looking face to face with Damien Priest, I'm about to shit my pants look in his face. I'm like, no, at least show fire. Give me fire. He, I think he did
1: show enough fire. Mm. Especially when he was going through that like taking everyone out stage and then he was about to dive on them before they did the both look at him thing. I think, I don't know. I think it, it made sense for the people telling the story. If it was like just, you know, a regular six foot two jacked dude baby face, then yeah, I'd be more like go in there and actually fight it off. But like, that's exactly how he should handle that situation. All right. Uh, like I said, my whole like end opinions on this whole story will be based on where they go and what they do at war games if they do do the triple threat Which Leon should win
0: I'm trying to think of how he wins In a way that NXT will find palatable
1: It's Priest doing his big move to Gargano Then Leon Ruff kicking him out of the ring and pinning him
0: Nah, That sucks though That's bad
1: Or like um, he'll do his big move And then Leon will do some dive and hit both of them And then pin Gargano
0: mm, Both those are bad
1: I mean it's I, I think it's the natural story
0: I don't like it I think
1: eventually you start making Leon more credible But like, he's still not a super credible dude That's gonna take time You can't just flip the switch in one night I think you're also gonna have him start beating dudes Who aren't Gargetto or Priest Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I don't think they'll start doing that Until after the triple threat
0: But like, who do they have him beat?
1: Well once he's, if he's an established champion You can have him start beating just, you know Dopes, dopes, Cameron Grimes Cameron
0: Grimes, your Bronson Reed You know, your 2 weak push guys Ah, yes. The classics. Hmm. Beast, he looked really good in this opening match. He looked great. Yeah. He looks good in the last match, too. Hmm. Cameron Grimes, strutting backstage, very confident about his ability to defeat a, a face-covered Dexter Loomis. Bless him. Straight to the moon, baby. Poor anybody that shows any amount of comic time in that company is just cursed. You should never do it. Never let them know you're funny. Like, just never do it. You're doomed. Every
1: time I see him, I'm just like, what if he just had, like... You know, the wrestling guy gimmick.
0: (laughs) And he was just beating dudes. I was watching, uh, there was an anniversary of a four-way in TNA. It was a 2016 match between Lashley, Mike Bennett, Trevor Lee, and um, EC3. And there was a period in that match where he just went nuts, throwing forearms, doing dives over the post onto Lashley and Bennett, doing like deadlift Germans, and looking like the kind of star that everyone knows he can be if anybody actually pushed him that way. And I got so frustrated watching it. It's like, why doesn't any of these companies push him like this? Because he can do it. Yeah, like the only company that ever like really did it was
1: PWG. Yeah, and even they were like, you know, shit off, get- shit off, get off the pot, man. Like, cause they-, they teased it every single time, and then the only time where
0: they were like, ah, all
1: right, <laughs>
0: he got signed. Speaking of him, uh, him against Dexter Lumis in a blindfold match went to a no contest.
1: It was a, it was an angle. It wasn't a match.
0: Yeah, they they quickly removed their blindfolds, brawled around ringside after a ref bump. I was a big fan of Grimes just kicking the shit out of the ref. Understandably. Zombie ref. <laughs> hates him. Even even blindfolded, he knows he hates him as a zombie. He can sense it. He can smell the zombie. I hated how,
1: like, uh, Dexter like, he punched him with the mask on and then fucking... Is it Big Joseph? Yeah. Vic Joseph was like, ah, oh, that sixth sense of Dexter Loomis. I was like, shut up.
0: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he is superpowers, Liam. It's, in, it's canon. I hate it. Like, and I was liking Dexter Loomis too. I
1: was really enjoying his presentation at NXT. <laughs> but this is stupid.
0: When he was, when he was just a creep, but they can't kind have of creeps who aren't supernatural in this company. It's very strange. Mm. Uh, they had a big brawl around ringside. Maybe they'll have just a big, silly street fight brawl where they beat the hell out of each other. That would be fun. Do that. At a
1: Christmas street fight.
0: They're oh, no, they're not the, the Nightmare on Seventy Sixth Street fight yep, Christmas.
1: A, nightmare at full <laughs> I actually had one more point about the Leon Ruff uh, title reign. Go on. Is this the first time where they've gone this hard on the Jobber gets the upset win story? Because like the North American title still does feel like a pretty big deal in mm-hmm. NXT you know most of the time it's been top guys who have won that belt is this the most committed to that story that they've ever been
0: in NXT history or WWE history in WWE history because
1: even in like WWE like I, uh, there are times like you know they, they did the Santino stuff with the IC and they did it with like Colin Delaney but like that was on the B show and that was for like enough uh, that was in a place where like the titles don't
0: mean shit and Colin Delaney never won anything
1: yeah, but, like, uh, he, he got the upset win, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was for nothing. I'm just, like, yeah, the Santino just, one like, is
0: the, the, one that, the only other one that comes to mind that they did actually go into a, like, meaningful title run with somebody.
1: Yeah, but it still feels like the North American title feels like a bigger deal than the IC title did at the same time.
0: Back then, like, you had Umaga as champion, Umaga, Jeff Hardy. That's a decent level of star.
1: I suppose that's true. But, you know, it felt like titles were accessories there. True. To, like, actual stars while... Like, North American title, I, I give it enough credit that it, you know, it's, it's been held by, what, Cole, Gargano, Priest, who are like, the other big names. Gargano. Is there one more? Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, like, you know, there's it's a high caliber of champion there, I feel. I don't know, I just, I, I feel, I, I, it's not even, like, admirable or anything, but it's just like, I, they, they committed to it at least. <laughs>
0: Shotzi Blackheart had a, a vignette, which I didn't like for a single reason. I actually thought it was a well-cruised vignette. But the, the only, <laughs> only reason... The only reason I didn't like it is because they announced war games here. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, why not save that for the cool moment at the end of the show where William Regal dramatically says war games? Mm. Well, no, because this is for the women. But, like, just do the this next women. week. Women. Just like like it really took the air out of the blue. Like, what else is William Reeves gonna do? It, it ruined that moment for me because I'm just like, it's obviously War Games. Yeah, the thing is though, is like they hadn't even announced War Games at that point. Yeah, this was the announcement of War
1: Games. Yeah, I'm saying like you could have legitimately had your match announced before the show, which means it makes sense <laughs> instead oh, yeah. of just this is
0: the War Games pay per view. And like, but just put this now on next week. There was nothing on this show that really required this to be on the show this week. Just put it on the show next week. You could have done it in the final segment. Yeah, but yeah, I thought the moment where William Regal dramatically was like War Games. Oh, like that's a cool moment. You ruined it by already announcing War Games. Oh God. Okay.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. Um, NXT. They're gonna do two War Games matches in front of like ten people. Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> Though to I, be fair, I-, I believe legally speaking. Uh, destroying a foreign entity's tank is an act of war, and thus war games is required.
1: But it was two people from the same country. If anything isn't
0: in that, just... But they're two different sovereign entities. That's all that matters. (laughs) Don't you poke holes in
1: this. (laughs) Wouldn't it be more of a a traitor thing? Did I not just tell you not to poke holes in this? Candice LeRae,
0: Indy Hartwell, defeated Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro (laughs) in the classic...
1: Caden Carter and Casey Gonzalo were like, oh man, they're probably going to get a women's tag team title match.
0: Nope, they got the two-week push.
1: They didn't even get that.
0: <laughs> no, uh, they won to lose. It's their. It's this classic NXT mid-card women's match where jobbers lose to stars. You've seen it a million times. You won't remember it at all immediately after Indy the Indy must be
1: very happy to be on the other side of it for once.
0: Yeah, she's a pushed entity. She's probably going to be in war games. So there you go. Can you do a big war games like William Regal?
1: War games. There we go. This is the show you come to for impressions.
0: Uh, aturas. Oh, sorry. Huas. I believe. It's <laughs> sorry. That's how they say it. It's not my fault. It's very strange. They don't pronounce the r. It's a j for some reason. Uas. Uas, Yes. Uh, he had a, a, a vignette hyping him up, but then he didn't get an entrance for his match against Kushida, and then lost his match against Kushida. It was very funny. I'm like, what are we doing? Why? And then he got hurt. <laughs> And he got hurt, yeah, so he's injured. So it was a bad night for him returning from Raw Underground.
1: Where he was, like, actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah. But I find it really, it's like, oh, they gave him a, a, a little feature. They're actually going to push him. And then he didn't get an entrance and he lost. And I'm like, well, I guess not. I like UAS. 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 Who ass. <laughs> this is the rest of this show. We're like, who, ass? Mackenzie Mitchell interviewed Tony Storm and Ember Moon about facing Raquel and Dakota Kai. They were like, they we're, we're gonna like, fight. We're titles there, but we're still friends. Or, well, associates, I guess. Maybe not friends. Are they friends? It
1: didn't make much There was never any establishment that they are friends. Because, like, Tony was friends with Shotzi. She's in the wrong feud.
0: That led us into... Uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon defeating Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yep. Perfectly fine match.
1: It was okay. Three women's matches on this show. Hmm? It can happen.
0: It's allowed. <laughs> they are allowed to do it. Uh, Tim Thatcher defeated August Grey in a nice little fun little squash. They competitive squash. They did the war set up as well. Uh, well, people arrived, yeah. Hmm. Pat McAfee and co. showed up to the building. I meant
1: like for the women. Like oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. You had Candace and Indy showing up to set up those teams sure mhm uh, i guess
1: gray's like i know that he's like doing the retro ag stuff but like it didn't look like they were setting up for him to continue that character at all
0: it's a very weird fit that he's doing that while standing up to tim thatcher is like this guy who can kind of compete on a shooter level with tim a little and like yeah. there's kind of like a, a cognitive dissonance there where he looks like a goof but he's meant to be like a fight a, a relatively competent fighter doesn't really make sense
1: I appreciated um, Thatcher beating him with the mood that he was teaching him.
0: Yeah, that's how, that's how you learn him. That's how you teach him a yeah. lesson. Um, yeah, Thatcher was good in this. He,
1: Thatcher's good at beating up nerds.
0: Yes, this is a skill of his.
1: I also appreciate that Thatcher's NXT gimmick is like, guy who can beat up mid-card guys, but then anyone who is slightly above mid-card, he wants to back away from like a coward. <laughs>
0: Yes, speaking of uh, Tommaso Champa's music hit after the match, and apparently the person that Champa very upset about—Champa, who's been a heel lately, I think—but now is a baby face again.
1: No, he's beating up Dream. He was a face.
0: Oh yeah, because he was the heel before that. Then he turned face to beat up Dream, and I guess he's still a baby face for now. But apparently, the person that's bad in the locker room, the <laughs> snake in the back, is <laughs> Tim Thatcher. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, no, no, Bella's segments later. <laughs> what are you doing, Champa? <laughs>
0: it was a weird one I don't I don't um, really get are it are they
1: gonna have like a number one contenders thing and then Ciampa just beats him I guess
0: Ciampa's still in such a weird place on this show
1: so is Thatcher
0: <laughs> that's true too
1: I don't know man it's just the Thatcher stuff is so weird cause like I think Thatcher has taken the shit that they've given him mm-hmm. and done actually pretty well with it mm. but they just they refuse to like give him any actual discernible real push yeah that is like, hey, beats up a guy, then he loses to Bronson Reed, and then he loses to Finn Balor in a non-title match.
0: And he loses to Dexter Loomis. He gets fucking tapped out
1: by <laughs> Dexter, Dexter Loomis.
0: <laughs> there is an era where if any of this mattered, like, Dexter Loomis submitting Tim Thatcher would be one of those things we talk about for years and years mm. as, like, a star-ruining moment. But none of this matters, so it's just forgotten.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know. I just I like Thatcher, and I wish he was being treated better. We uh, after the match, uh, Champa was like, "I would like to fight him."
1: But it doesn't make any sense. They even set up a Dexter Loomis thing with Thatcher.
0: That also basically went nowhere. Yeah, like he just backs away to- from people. That's that's his thing. Uh, we had the second segment with Priest, Gargano, and Ro- Who was Priest meant to face? This is the question, well, I'll never get the answer to. Um,
1: I'm just gonna assume it's Bronson Reed, because it's always Bronson Reed.
0: William Regal visited Boa's house.
1: <laughs> okay, so he said she's coming, right? Yeah. What? Who is it? I don't know. Alright. Uh, are they stupid enough? <laughs> yes. To pick
0: someone who's Japanese? It's gonna be, like, Scarlet.
1: Ah. Uh... Is it going to be someone who's white?
0: I would not put it past them. But yes, in this segment, Willie Regal showed up to his house being like, hey, Boa, you haven't reported to the performance center in a week. And Boa's like, no, no, I can't. She's coming. I can't. I can't leave the house. He had like two black eyes. Looked like he hadn't slept in a week. And then Regal's like, where's Jaya been? It's like, she's hiding. She's in hiding. Leave me alone. No, and slammed she's the
1: dead. Door. We were aware. Slammed the door in Regal's face. Okay, so the way I see this... We got, like, three options. Okay. It's either... Because, like, who... Which prominent, like, Japanese females have they signed? Because I know it's not going to be anyone else. Uh, Sairi? But she's, like, a, like... I I haven't seen any Sairi, actually, so I don't know what her gimmick is, but I don't know if she fits that, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be, like, one of the many... Uh, Chinese recruits that they had, but that's a big spot, I feel, to put someone in from coming in.
0: But, like, this could just be a manager role, though. Or,
1: Xia gets a great mood of form. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we get the great Xia She becomes the dragon. <laughs> she starts doing mist. Clearly, Maiko Satomura. That would be so. <laughs> <laughs> she has signed, doesn't she? Wasn't she reporting to NXT UK?
1: I don't know... It should be Miko. Let's just... I don't fuck fucking know anymore, man. Maiko... It should be Maiko just because she should come in and, don't just beat Eo. Yeah. That would be a good feud, to be fair. Mm. It'd be a good feud, shrouded in, like, this weird,
0: mystical... <laughs> Dragons, marking people, shifus.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Because I just... I don't know who else it could be. If it was going to be a
0: manager pay, if you think they'd
1: just have it be the dude... <laughs>
0: Uh, the, well, yeah, they, they said that he is apparently his master.
1: My big money is still that it's Lord Tensai. There you go.
0: She, she's coming, Tensai. Uh, <laughs> main event, Io Shirai. Defeated oh, I know. We, no, we got a big announcement first. To retain, what's our big announcement?
1: Um, NXT has obviously found out the reason AEW has been beating them week after week in the ratings. Right. No guest commentators.
0: Mm.
1: AEW does 50 guest commentators a show, and they have great ratings. Therefore, NXT needs to do guest commentators to get great
0: ratings. We had Jericho this week. We had Kingston. There was another one, wasn't there? Miro. Miro. So we had three on this week's show. So yeah, they're like, Kevin Owens, come on down.
1: But yeah, I (laughs) hope like Kevin... Treats it like how CM Punk treated when he was um, commentating NXT.
0: Just slyly buried everything. Yeah. That's the way to go.
1: But yeah. uh, Kevin Owens. Maybe he'll just maybe he'll just, because
0: he was on War Games last time maybe he'll just beat someone up and join a War Games team. Maybe Kevin Owens will be the person that Bo was scared of. Oh my god. What a
1: twist. Maybe um, Kevin Owens will join Pat McAfee's stable. Does that have a name yet?
0: I don't think it does.
1: I think they're called the brand, aren't they? They're called, like, the kings of NXT is what all of their um, Twitter stuff is called. It's
0: unlike WWE not to beat that over my head, so.
1: It's like, they're either the kings of NXT or they're the brand, because Pat's whole thing is the brand, right? So, Mm. I don't know.
0: Main event, Io Shirai defeated Rhea Ripley to retain the NXT Women's Championship. And remember when you were like, these matches have done nothing for me? Yeah. This match did nothing for me.
1: Ah, I was the opposite. I thought this was actually pretty good. I mean, I'm not, like, rushing to put it on the spreadsheet or anything, but good it was event. fun. Rhea's um, ear ripped in half. That was fun.
0: Yeah, don't wear earrings while wrestling. It's a bad idea. Especially those don't kind of earrings. Don't wear
1: sketches while wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sent me a DM saying don't wear stretchers, and my brain just read it as sketchers. And I'm like, lots <laughs> of wrestlers wrestle in shoes. What's wrong with wrestling in sketchers? <laughs> <laughs> McFoley wrestled in sketchers. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, right, now I get what you mean.
1: But yeah, like, I always, like, every time I saw her wrestler, I'd always think, like, one day, shit's gonna go poorly. And it did. And today was that day.
0: Mm. I like how they clearly realized I had, like, five minutes left on this show, because, like, Eo's leaving and Finn just jumps in the ring. And I thought they were, like, gonna, like, you know, do a little interaction, because she stopped at the top of the ramp, but nah, Finn just started talking. Now Finn's like, ah, you did well. <laughs> before he was interrupted by pat mcafee before finn brought back up apparently an undisputed era before william regal announced war games
1: did he announce war games thought they were just beating each other up
0: they it was like a digital exclusive i believe Uh, because i think they were because yeah i've definitely seen the video of him announcing war games so it did happen (laughs) they just didn't apparently get it on their tv show
1: (laughs) or on their network that they control
0: it's an important part to to miss i'd imagine but sure as you pointed out, they were probably the Because, like, EO and Rhea Ripley went very long.
1: Yeah. Well, understandably. Yeah, it's a big match. It's, like, the biggest match they've had in a while.
0: Yeah, clearly, Okada and Marty did. And they had to rush the rest of the show together.
1: Hopefully, not too much.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, show the week, Liam. <laughs> it would think, fit in NXT. Hey, <laughs> oh, I think we go ca- 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 show the week. <laughs> um, oh,
1: I may have made
0: myself change my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna pick NXT. <laughs> well, I could leave it up to the poll. <laughs> well, the poll is seventy-three twenty-seven in favor of AEW, so you have the deciding vote this week, Liam.
1: Um, what show did I have more fun watching? Uh... Um, NXT was more consistent. AEW had higher highs.
0: I feel like we picked, NA- or AEW, a pirate a lot more, which is the reason I voted for NXT. But
1: there's stuff on AEW that I'll actually go back and rewatch. Like what? I'll uh, probably watch that Tall fight, Young Bucks match again. I've already watched that Hobbs turn a couple of times because it was done well. Uh, I will go with what does my heart say? My heart says NXT.
0: Way hey, there was you earlier today on this show, being like, Oh the problem with this show is that one of them's much better." And then you that pick being NXT. said,
1: yeah, <laughs> one of them is still much better consistently.
0: <laughs> that is our show. We already did all the outro stuff at the start, so just go. You back didn't pick
1: your about. match. Hey. Oh,
0: I, I'm still top. I'm also top flight young bucks. Even
1: yeah, that match it, ruled. It was, it was really cool seeing a basically a young Motor City Machine Guns. <laughs> Even that. a gear that looks like Motor City Machine Guns.
0: I think that will be a match that will be historically important. Or at least I hope All so.
1: Know. I look forward to when the Motor City Machine Guns wrestle Wrestlebox. Forbidden door wide open on the ground.
0: Uh, go back to the start to listen to the plugs. Thanks for listening. And bye-bye.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: it <laughs> got out very fast there, didn't I? <laughs>